A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello everyone, it is the Build Up Show, Liverpool take on West Ham on Monday night. I'm Paul Machen, I'm joined by Adam Murphy and by Ross Chanley for this one. Um, Adam, look, I think it's fair to say we were, I think at worst, a bit disappointed with the Atletico Madrid results. Um, some people on social media, heads have rolled miles away from their bodies. We can't help that. Uh, ultimately, what it is, is, you know, and it's not something we've had to deal with too many times this season, but it's an opportunity to bounce back from disappointment. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Like like you said, we've it's rare this team loses, especially in the past two years. You probably count it on well, like one hand, maybe. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that'll probably motivate them more, in a sense, to, to bounce back and get back to winning ways because they are so used to it. And, you know, with the form that West Ham's been in, it's arguably no better game to uh, to be going into. There's, there's a degree, isn't there, Ross, that, yeah, if this was away, it might have a little bit more to it, but there's something about being having that little bit of fire in the bellies after the after the Atletico game, it being David Moyes, it being West Ham, who are uh, just a broken entity, really, from top to bottom as a football club at the moment. I think Adam's right. I think if you got, if you had to hand-pick one of the teams in the Premier League to have at Anfield on a, on a Monday night under the light, it's probably West Ham. Yeah, there's all those factors coming into it. I think uh, you might be pissed off that they lost to uh, Atleti. And I think, uh, you know, we haven't played at Anfield the first team haven't for a you know, good few weeks now. I think, you know, because obviously Shrewsbury and stuff like that. But, yeah. you know, since the winter break and whatever else, we just haven't seen this team. So for them to get back under, you know, their fans, you know, we've shown that that works. Um, I think it'd be good for them to kind of, I don't think there's a lack of rhythm, but it's just momentum probably more than anything else. Yeah. I think you know we've come against Norwich and Atleti, who are you know stubborn sides, you know, very defensive sides. Well, we had the conversation, I think, but I, I disagree on the rhythm thing to some extent because I know what you're saying. I think it's, it's splitting hairs to some extent, yeah. but like it, it was interesting. Pep Guardiola mentioned that he actually ended up quite happy that they had the West Ham game moved to midweek because it gave him two games to lead into his Real Madrid game to get them to get the players back up and running again. And we had the debate Adam prior to the prior to the weekend of like the, like the Norwich game. You didn't need Fabinho in that game. We didn't need like we didn't need him, but Fabinho probably could have done with another ninety minutes under his belt. We actually could have done with a few more games. And that's the thing for me, my biggest takeaway from Atletico Madrid was Look, it wasn't a great Liverpool performance, and all the all the, the refereeing and the shit and all that's been well covered on the final word show this week, and we all know it anyway. But Liverpool need to be by the time that second leg rolls around, they need to be pairing again, 
And to do that, they need to just get back into that swing that we were in previously of just playing games and playing at the highest level. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, you're completely right. And I think the fact that we've now, look, the second leg of that tie being at Anfield probably does favour us, yeah. you know, quite, you know, in recent events, Barcelona. For one, it's uh, <laughs> the very least, yeah. pro proven to be so. So I think it's good now that we've got, you know, this, this little run of games, you know, leading up to that and West Ham will, will fill us with confidence. And you, you obviously said about Fabinho there, this is a game, another game where I'd probably argue that we didn't need Fabinho, but obviously with, with the Henderson injury, it's looking like he might have to play just, mm -hmm. just for sake of, for the sake of things. And, you know, it gets him another 90 minutes under his belt as well. Yeah, that, that, that's it. And it's because <clears throat> we, we said about, about the winter break, Ross, the winter break and Klopp referenced it himself prior to Norwich. He was like, it's not for, it wasn't for that week. It was for the end of yeah. the season, you know. We're ne we'll never know because we're not we're not experts in this. We'll never know what impact this had, or because all we ever do is like when Liverpool this time last year and we drew a couple of games and we after we come back off the, 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 West the warm one, yeah. we had the warm weather break and we came back and we stuttered a little bit and everyone goes oh those bloody warm weather training camps and and, and sees that as the problem, but. Realistically, when this team, the team were capable of walking around and standing up. By the time we got to, you know, Madrid, that's why, and that's that's the thing about this. Is it's now a case of getting back, getting back up to speed. Yeah, I think just there's a case for that, but also, you know, talking on rhythm. I think you know, Atleti for all the reasons that you mentioned, I thought they were very good as well, actually, mm. defensively. But there was there was moments within that game where. We just need to be more relentless and a bit more ruthless. I think you know we, we talk about how patient we are in our build-up play, but I think sometimes, you know, when I was in that game, of you know, a ball was played out to Trent and it was just behind him. Yeah. You've lost the momentum in that attack yeah, already, absolutely. so it's not fast enough. Yeah. And I think marry that with you know the Athletics, you know, how quality they are and, and defensive as a unit, and I think they kind of push us out wide. Whether West Ham will take this on board as well, I think Robbo and Trent had loads of the ball in that game, and they were happy for us just to cross it in because. Salah, Manning, Firmino aren't renowned for scoring loads of headers and stuff like that. Um, and whipping balls in, you know, defensive players can just head it out all day. But I think I think there's there's a quality difference between Atleti and West Ham. You know, it shows it shows, yeah. it, shows it shows in the league table, but it's all right. This is the level of dynamite analysis from <laughs> the table, yeah. yeah but but, but, the, mean, but it's just, like it's all right packing loads of bodies in there, and, and we're waiting for Atleti to make a mistake. I don't think it's there because of the quality that they've got in their league and with the Champions League experience and stuff like that. Whereas you know, without sounding arrogant, I think you're more likely to a more acceptable mistake from West Ham to create that little you know what just what you need to to get well, a breakaway. Well, David Moyes did actually say he said. Uh, in some interview before the game, but he wants to take inspiration from the Atletico game to essentially try and sort of play a similar way. And I, I, I watched the first 30 minutes of the City game, and he, he tried to do it a little bit there. And he, he started off with this sort of, uh, it was like, you know, sort of man marking from corners. And then he went to the zonal and he hailed how good the zonal was and sort of alluded to the fact that he might play that against Liverpool. And obviously Liverpool have been pretty good from corners. I'm bang up for this. I'm well. bang up for this notion of. He also said he's going to West Ham to win. He's not fucking done that no, much either. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, they haven't won since the in the league since Bournemouth on the first well, of January. Yeah, but, but the point is, I, I'm bang up for 
teams ch having to trying to come up with new things because that's the that's the, the the thing that you know what we talk about that's all liverpool are missing right now is just being in the swing of what they do because they can handle any given situation when you've got a team who come up against us and they're also having to remember where they're supposed to be standing on the pitch having to remember a load of complex instructions as well as running at the absolute peak of their you know their, their abilities playing flat out it, that will craft opportunity it, it might take liverpool time to adapt to that you know it's like 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 anything you, it's a, if it's a new situation or something they're not expecting then that is something they're gonna have to adapt to in game but we've become experts at adapting to new situations in game yeah. so and it always wants to mix it up well, well it's, the, it's the quality drop as well though because you know we've gone from playing atletico madrid sort of notoriously one of the better defensive teams mm. across the whole of europe to playing against adam cresswell ogbonna diop yeah. You know that just simply not gonna be as good as mm. as uh, you know as uh, as uh, well as the levels we saw with Atletico Madrid, yeah, which yeah. is another again. This is our level of analysis. <laughs> uh, shock! Big news story here. Atletico Madrid much better than West Ham and Diego Simeone, better coach. David yeah, sure. who knew um, right we're going to delve into we want to talk a bit about the Fabinho stuff I want to talk about the Jordan Henderson injury and how that's likely to impact Liverpool's midfield but first it's time for the football index update right yes it is the football index update for those of you not up to speed with what we're doing football index has given me £1,000 to put in and build my portfolio the proceeds generated from this will be going to a charity of our choice things have been going pretty well so far but I am very, very sorry to report that we're having our first little sticky patch. Um, I asked you guys uh, for some help and thoughts and advice on what I should be doing, who I should be bringing in. Uh, we had a poll out on the Twitter, Redmen Twitter account. You told me to bring in Neymar. I brought in Neymar where we've got 12 shares in him. Um, but he is currently who we're taking the biggest loss on. He's, his, his share price is down 26p, which means we're down... £3.12 on that at the moment. Mohamed Salah was my call. I said, no, no more Sadio Mane for whatever reason. Uh, I brought Mohamed Salah in and that's not quite working out either. But we're still looking good. We're still looking strong in general on everyone else. Kai Havertz is on the up. Um, we've seen an increase of 28p uh, share on that. So that's £6.72 at the moment. Up Curtis Jones, obviously flying. He's been the biggest success story for us so far. Up 43p per share, which means... Up £20 and 64 pence. Trent flying. Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain has turned the corner again as well and he's on the up and I would expect, I would hope, he's going to get a run of games with Jordan Henderson being out injured that could definitely help that. And Joe Gomez, who again was really on the brink. We were teetering about whether or not to um, to keep him in the portfolio because he wasn't going in the right direction. Again, he is now, he's up 9p um, per share, which means up 792, which means at the moment our portfolio uh, is up uh, to uh, a profit loss of £37.32, pence, which I think you'll remember from the last update we did is actually a little bit of a drop. So we want to kind of turn things around again. I, I definitely need help, I need advice. Make sure you tweet at the Red Men TV and leave some suggestions in the comments. What would you be doing in this situation? If you're not familiar with this, obviously, you get to buy and sell, buy and sell shares in your favourite footballs or football you just got a, a feeling about you know look I back myself big time on some of the, the some of the younger Reds and that's that's you know coming up trumps at the moment um, but I definitely need to I think I need to broaden things out Neymar I wouldn't have had him that's your fault <laughs> um, but no Neymar's not quite working out but worth hanging on to for the next for the next round for the, for the, the second leg of the Champions League maybe maybe 
thoughts in the comments below. Um, yeah, we need a little bit of work. I need your help. I need better help than you've given me so far. Um, so yeah, keep it in the comments below and uh, yeah, make sure you get involved with Football Index. Yeah, make sure you get involved with Football Index. Uh, head over to their YouTube channel if you want to find out a little bit more about how the you know the mechanics um, of the system operates to get yourself up to speed. And yeah, get involved and having loads of fun with it, even though it's not quite going as well as it was last week. Um, yeah, as we mentioned, the Fabinho thing, um, he definitely needs just more and more minutes. And I think it's we've. It shouldn't be underestimated, really. I think, and I think it's actually been good in Jordan Henderson's favour that. For me, it was kind of not come back brilliant because we, we it actually helps us or any remaining doubters see just how great Jordan Henderson is in that six when he's given given license to play it the way he wants to play it. But I think we'd all agree that Fabinho's in our should or at least should be in our best midfield three. Well, yeah, I, I mean, of, of course he he should be in it, and you know, as I said earlier, West Ham's probably not a game whereby we need him. Um, obviously, Henderson. More than likely being out, sort of, sort of forces the hand a little bit, and it's, it's not a bad hand to be dealt, mm. of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you consider some of the awful, awful hands we've had yeah. to play over and, the years. Um, and 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 like you said, you know, with sort of Fabinho being out and and allowing Henderson play playing that six again, I think it also sort of shows how good he actually is in the six. If you remember, obviously before we started playing the eight more. So many people criticised him. You know, he was. People wanted him out of the club. They said he wasn't fit to be captain. And then we switch him to the eight, allow him to be a bit more, a bit more free and, and play his own game. And you know, all of a sudden, we're seeing the Jordan Henderson that we all know to be to be brilliant from, you know, from like the thirteen fourteen season. So I, th I think it's, it's benefited both players in uh, in mm. the long run. Absolutely, it's um I, I the Henderson thing. Well, I think it's 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 a it's a good point to make because you think back to the period where Henderson came into the team. Ross, he came in against a bunch of teams that Liverpool are conclusively better than, and you know I, I think you need Fabinho for the bit for the biggest event. Look at the Man City game at Anfield. You know, like he, he stepped up in that game. He was a a difference maker. Literally, you know, scoring the goal as well. But you need him in those massive games. So like, again, we need him for Atletico Madrid. Absolutely, without a doubt. But there is a thing where, and look, it might. This is a, this is an opportunity for him to step up as well. There's a handful of lads there for whom Klopp will be saying this week, right? Jordan Henderson's going to be missing for a game or two here, lads. Anyone fancy his place? Because that's the system I've operated. You come in and prove yourself, and that goes. You know, Fabinho was probably in that. We probably all felt about three months ago that Fabinho was unassailable in that number six position, and now all of a sudden Jordan Henderson's come back in and gone. I'm doing it better than better than you, mate. So there's a lot to prove as well as him actually just finding form and fitness. Yeah, you said you know for being his game time, but there's others there. You know, you got on, on the list there of Ox and Cater of like you know it's a perfect chance for them to go and do it, particularly for Ox as well because I think he's been playing out wide, wide left when he's played the past two three games. Yeah. And you think thinking, I personally thought he doesn't play there, but he's impressed me a lot more than than I thought he would have done. But his obviously preferred position is. Is in in the middle, so I think you know there's a good chance, and playing West Ham as well, and again not to sound arrogant, it's a good chance to get on the score sheet as well for some of these players, or you know to contribute to, towards you know assists or something he like that. Scored last time against West yeah. Ham as well. Yeah, um, but he's but he started out wide left there, I think. I oh, know Rigi was out wide left. Yeah. Um, 
Yes, he's there get game time now. Okay, I think someone we want to see a bit more of. I think some of us wanted to start against Atleti. You know, these these teams which are quite defensive. Fabinho, I think, brings a presence as well as as his quality. I think you know, up against the likes of Declan Rice and whoever else has got in, in centre midfield, I think you kind of need that. Yeah, uh, as, mean, as well as his game time and stuff like that. But you know, that's that's where they're probably going to hurt you, isn't it? I mean, that's the thing about Fabinho. I don't want to run the risk of talking about him like he's some just like limited destroyer that we put into the middle of the box. Not the case at all. He's fabulous on the ball. He's got a great range of passes. He's got he's got everything. He's, he's, he's borderline a, a complete midfielder. But I, I and I reference this a lot. But it's because it's the one that's the most starkly stands in my mind was Sheffield United away when we just needed someone to to carry the ball a bit more, and it's not. Is na- it's not as natural to him. I think you know he he's very comfortable dropping in between the you know the, the in, in between the two centre halves and whatever. We saw probably a bit too much of that against um, against Atletico. He um, but he'll he, have people in front of him because uh, I think the likes of Naby Keita or whatever. I think people were screaming for against Atleti because he's got the ability to do yeah. a step over, go past somewhere. He's got the balls to go and try something different. I think he got he got slated against Norwich for, for trying different things. But you know yeah. you damn if you do, you damn if you don't. Like you know. There's always got to be one. I find the case of stuff a bit funny because it, it, there's. I think people are so because Liverpool have been was so crap for so long. People have just got a a, a a percentage of their life. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. That it was dedicated to bitching about Liverpool players, and they can't really—they don't really know how to fill that because it's so—it's such an unusual set of circumstances to pick your phone up and just apropos of nothing say something nice about someone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or something that people love a bit of misery, and the Kate is just the one at the moment where it's a scapegoat, isn't it? Yeah, it absolutely yeah. is the scapegoat, and, and look. I keep I, I find it mad that I that I should even have to make a case to defend them. The only thing that, that needs defending about Cater, and I'm not sure anyone will really necessarily go to bat for him over this, is that he's not fit enough often enough. Yeah. That's his only problem. It's not that he's not good enough. Like Klopp loves him, and he and he and you you only got to watch him. Chris said this on the news show. 
you can see he's a player. Just by, you know, you just watch someone play and you know that dead good at football. It's why other people who say Paul Pogba's shit are wrong. He's dead good at football. Then there's loads of other issues that are, are, are around him. It's like, like I, I never liked like Balotelli, but he, he's a, he was a supremely naturally talented lad on the, on the ball. Naby Keita was a, is the way he glides past midfield, you know, the midfield, it, it, it's effortless and not many people have got that kind of talent. And I wonder, Adam, whether there's just something where Klopp might look at this and say, okay, Ideal set of circumstances. You might have gone with Hendo in the six for this, and you can be a bit of a, a general all-round more attacking midfield. But maybe that might have been a Henderson, Wijnaldum, Cater, Wijnaldum, Ox. Whereas maybe having Fabinho facilitates Ox and Cater in the midfield. Well, yeah, I, I mean that's sort of alluding to later on. That's kind of part of my preferred eleven. Yeah. Because um, obviously now we know Fabinho will definitely be starting. Just to have him sort of sit in the sixth role and give both Cater and Ox the license to go forward, because look, we know how West Ham are going to play. They're going to play with the sort of low block, look to sort of you know be disciplined, see out the game, and to have two players with so much flair and so much ability to you know drive at defences and and create space for others. And obviously, you know, Ox is a he's no uh, stranger to shooting from from you know from far out either. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this is this is one of them games, isn't it? Where Adam's dead right, Ross. That David Moyes, in all his football genius, is going to try to defend for his life here because he should do. Because I don't, even if he said, "Go ahead, lads, handbrake off, go for it," it's not going to be a practice thing. That's going to be trusting the lads on the pitch to just come up with something. So he's going to defend for his life. He's going to defend deep, and so uh, naturally we are left with the choice of you play him crosses from deep. And what get have probably having the meeting alive by by their centre halves because you know even the most basic of centre half can deal with a with a with a you know a, a bunch of balls just lobbed into the box. Alternatively, you know we're not going to be able to get in behind loads, so like you know you're going to have to use Salah in a different way, Mane in a different way. It makes sense to have more lads just play through the middle, <coughs> have more lads around the edge of the 18-yard box, and look, genuine Alden can do it. And he might well be tasked with doing it. I mean, there's a chance he plays in the six in this game. You know, it's possible. But I can't see past any. I can't see any reason why I wouldn't put Ox and Cater and, and just say, no. blitz them. It's again making more space and dragging people out of their position as well. You're talking about putting Fabinho in there, and you, when you watch him, you think the amount of time that he has on the ball and the space in front of him, because those two midfielders in the eight have pushed up and created that space for him. Yeah. And whether they took inside and create more space out wide, you've got loads, loads of options. I think it's dead difficult for West Ham. I said the same thing about Norwich last week of how do you set up against Liverpool because I was, I was slightly critical of Norwich because I said I thought they might have come out more and, and tried a bit better because they need to get points on the board as to West Ham. It'll be 19th in, in the table. But like you just alluded to there, what do you do? Like If you're West Ham, it's fine. Like they did it at you know, the Olympic Stadium, sitting back for most of the game well, and, and hit us on the break. He's in panic mode though because it's not working for him. And you know we've, we're living in a, in a Premier League now that saw Watford change the manager twice in a season. Yeah. You know, and, and West he's already lost the job once. There's no way David Moyes is. You know, they will sack Moyes because they've sacked Moyes before. He'll be looking at it and thinking, "Well, I'm not going to win this game." But, you but know, the it, fixtures they got coming up as well. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, you know, they, they're run until mid-April is horrendous. So they won't be banking on taking points from this game. They might. They might think we'll have a good goal for a point. Hey, listen, if we, and if we're not, if it's nil nil with minutes to go, we we get a corner. Anything, anything's possible. That's always Moy's mentality. Sorry, Ross, but but 
he, I, I just think his his head will be, and it was this against Man City because they were they were criticised for having no ambition in that game because four nil or five nil could cost them his job, even though no one expects. Because yeah. all of a sudden, well, what do you got? What do you, what do you bring into the table? You bring an embarrassment to the table, and not just a lack of results. It's, yeah. it's almost damage limitation, isn't it? And, and the thing is, like, it might be different with City, but I think when you play Liverpool now, it's like they're not expected to win. To just lose one nil, two nil, you know, like you said, you know, it sounds a bit patronised, but you know, at least you've had a go. But they caused us issues at Olympic Stadium. They played on the counter attacking, you know, bar Trent hitting hitting his own post, like you know, they had one or two issues of doing so. But Liverpool will be prepared for that. I particularly haven't just lost as well. You know, it's just like just fucking poking a beast, isn't it? I'm just going like, okay, we're dead annoyed now. So I and combine that with people that want to want to prove a point. You know, Cater and Ox, as much as you know, to Cater gets slated for you know not playing. He's, he wants to play good football. He wants to win games of, of the, footy. The, isn't the, he? The, the way the way the key for them, Adam's going to be in for, in looking to frustrate us. And it's and I, talk about you know we saw the best of Mo Salah and the, the other you know in the away game against these where he was just oh, was, yeah supreme, absolutely unplayable. But this you know we we've seen it happen to him where if there's games where he feels all the pressures on him to be the guy who breaks the deadlock to score the first goal, particularly when it's a it's a tight defence, and, and he starts doing that thing where he's doing little drag backs and trying to beat four men on, on, on the edge of the box. That, that's going to be the key to them getting anything out of this game, and that's why I think there's a big there's not a pressure, but you know there's there's going to be an ever increasing pressure on the Liverpool t- team to break it down, and that's why you know game plan wise, you just need to go out there and get your foot on the throat from minute one and just and test the result. Because it's all well and good going in with the game plan. We're going to sit here. We're going to be. We're going to be tough. We're going to fight Liverpool for every inch. But if you go in and you're a goal down in for inside the first ten minutes, it's very hard to maintain that mentality. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that's why Oxide Chamberlain could be so important to this game. Uh, you know, like I said earlier, he's he's no stranger to a shot from from far out, and mm-hmm. you know we might need that. You know, if if Salah is you know not finding the space out wide, he, he isn't able to to sort of run past two three players like you said. Sometimes we might just need, you know, someone to just take a shot from 20, 25 yards out, you know, take a couple early on, test the keeper, you know, show, yeah. you know, we are here to put the pressure on yeah. you. And, you know, we're, we're not just going to let your defence sort of, you know, you can mark Mane and Salah out the game all you want. We've got threat down the middle as well. Mane's an interesting one. I think, um, Ross, obviously we know now that it was tactical taking him off against Atletico. He, he was getting sent off. You know whether he deserved it or not, he was getting sent off. You know it was a couple of little, a couple of little clashes with the arm, wasn't it? Evan already picked up a, a yellow card, but it's that psychologically for Sadio Mane, he's just going to be desperate to get out on that pitch, and desperate yeah. to desperate to go and put a you know put a marker down. You're very rare to find the chances where he's only played 45 minutes in the game for Liverpool mm-hmm. it, since since he joined us actually. But you know I didn't see it first, and I thought it was coming together, and obviously I've, I've not seen the elbow back yet he will be annoyed with that the fact that he's missed out but he's had a little bit of rest um, and he looked like one of our more attacking threats mm-hmm. against Atleti so uh, he will be up for it um, but again on the back of that we need him for the second leg so yeah. it seems like it seems like the wise choice afterwards you know, and, and a relief that, it, that he's not injured but I think we've seen it from the whole season from Manny 
I think someone said like he's out of everyone, he's the most desperate to win this Premier League. Yeah. I think he just likes playing football. Yeah, he's supposed to score goals. He's just going to go absolutely going snot teams week in week out. It's going to be interesting to see the the, the mentality of the side. I think we're starting to see that the mentality is absolutely paramount. It's been it's been first rate beyond first rate for the longest of times. You know we're coming up on matching Man City's winning streak, aren't we? Yeah. In Premier, you know is that seventeen games? Is it right? I think we're on seventeen. Yeah, it will be eighteen, 18 then. Um, but also I, I think other than that. Just losing that game in the Champions League, we've been lucky over the last couple of years that we've lo- we've been able to lose games that it doesn't matter. You know, we we couldn't afford to lose games in the league last season because it was so tight with Man City constantly. Whereas you can lose a game in the Champions League and still still go through. And that's the thing because I've had so many conversations about uh, invincibles and hundred point, you know, breaking hundred points and all this kind of stuff. And well, you know, I, I was getting asked it by my brother. Well, what what, would, what do you what do you think they should do? What would you what would you do? And where you know, do you will it will he start to rotate? And he said, I was listening to talk sports, and they were saying, You're going to start to rotate in the Premier League. I was like, This is a conversation for like three weeks or two weeks' time, three weeks' time, three weeks, because we've got an F, we've got the second leg of the Champions League and an FA Cup game to come between then. We've just had, we've just basically seen a glimpse of our future. And as much as they'll be determined to go and put it right, and they'll feel they can put it right, the glimpse of the future is no more Champions League football for this season. That's what the glimpse is. Whether you know, even if it's only a, a little crack of light through the door of the of the future, they'll want to just get back down to business in the Premier League and go. Well, hang on, we're we're on for something here. Let's repurpose. Let's refocus. Let's make sure this becomes our ultimate priority. And uh, going back to what we were saying at the top, I be I would I wouldn't want to be West Ham facing a Liverpool squad that has that mentality. Yeah, no, I, I mean, look, like you said, that the, the conversation for the, the rotation it comes for a couple of weeks' time because, let's say we did turn the tie around, we are through into the next round of the Champions League, mm-hmm. then obviously Klopp's going to prioritise winning the Champions League over going invincible in the Premier League or yeah. getting 100 points plus in the Premier League because we know that's just about wrapped up now. Um, so, you know, we're, we're going to want to, I think the fight, to sort of get back into that tie is almost gonna we're gonna see a glimpse of that fight in this game obviously directly after like I said earlier well sorry like Ross said earlier it's like poking a beast especially with with Mane as well having to only play in a half football like you said he's going to be itching to get back on the pitch and I think the reaction to the Atletico game is is going to show in, uh, in, in this one, it, it might even be on some p- individual performances as well. You know, obviously, Manny went off at half time, but even for the likes of Trent, I think he might be pretty frustrated with his performance in that yeah. game as well. I thought like he was on the ball loads, yeah. but I think for, like whatever the set pieces they were trying out just wasn't working. Yeah. His delivery wasn't great, and he's allowed that because he's. Mm. He's young. He's allowed to make mistakes. He's still growing, so you know it's absolutely fine. But on a personal level, I bet he's annoyed with himself and think I, I can fucking do better than that, yeah. and I'll do it now. No, absolutely. And I, like I say, I think conversations about big, bigger conversations about what Liverpool can achieve this season. They do a great flight of fancy for a few weeks while we were waiting for the Champions League to come back. But that's the thing. You know, there's a point at which Liverpool could be out of all the all the cup competitions in three weeks' time. And then you've got no choice but to, you know, 100% focus on the Premier League. And that's why these next upcoming Premier League games, up until that point, you've just got to keep grinding. You've got to keep going. You can't afford to let your, let your eyes, you know, be diverted elsewhere because, you know, they won't, they, they won't be thinking this way. This is just a little bit of fearful fan thinking, of course. But 
you know, that whilst I say Klopp won't be, won't be, I don't think, I think he would always, you're right, I think he would always preference more silverware over particular records in the league. The, the, but the, the Premier League is the thing that is within our grasp. That's that's job number one, and then the step towards that happens on Monday. All the targets will be the Premier League first and foremost, Champions League, FA Cup, and then after that, you know, your, your targets might change. Right, the, FA, uh, the Premier League's done. Okay, we're out of those two competitions. We're going to make a new target now because yeah. that's the mentality we've got. Go and get, go and get the gold in Premier League. Yeah. Just go and fucking. Well, beat that's them. exactly it. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. You know, if we get if we get knocked out by, you know, th- that's why the Chelsea game coming up in the FA Cup is so interesting how we approach that because. The more you want options, you want those, you want those chances, you want those options, and you know, if we go out with a team of kids and that, you know, we'll have this debate at nearer to the time, of course, and then go out, you might well be missing that competition if you then lose to Atletico, Atletico Madrid and find yourself only with the only with the. That's the issue we're at, at the moment. We're we're gonna we're, we're in danger of being in a situation where we're, we're disappointed with only winning the Premier League, which is <laughs> fucking madness, by the way. It's absolute insanity. Um, and again, it's up to the players to go out and do what they've got to do now because we should all be made up. Listen, Liverpool. if Liverpool win the next five games or whatever it is it's going to take to win the league and then lose every game between now and the end of the season, we shouldn't be asked. We should literally be sat with our fucking deck chairs out with the fucking Premier League painted on our fucking spray painted onto our fucking faces, laughing our heads off for the rest of the season. You know what I mean? Having, having a three-month-long party. Come on. You settle for mediocrity, Paul. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this is, but that's the point: is that the sides on the verge of, of the verge of absolute historical greatness. Um, and so I hope, I hope anyway that now we've had a couple of games back since since you know since the break, and this bit, it's probably the perfect storm of of everything culminating on Monday. Can we have a live reaction to Sai Fletcher's um, face when the team news comes out for the FA Cup? The thing is, it'll be all right because it's not Everton. He won't be asked, and oh, also yeah. he's on Aldi. So he, you know, if he's if he's angry, he needs to sort his priorities. <laughs> um, let's have a little chat then about what we think team-wise. Uh, Adam, you said it earlier. You think Cater Ox for being here, but any any yeah. surprises anywhere else? Uh, no, I'd I'd sort of apart from that, I'd obviously go as strong as possible. The front three sort of speaks for itself, mm-hmm. uh, and then the sort of regular back four. And, and Alison, but what I would like to see at some point in the game, hopefully if we're sort of comfortable two, maybe three goals up, is uh, to get Minamino some game time. Because yeah. he's only, I think, he's played literally just over an hour of Premier League football. Yeah. Um, I think he got like nine minutes against Southampton and like 50 odd against well, There's Wolves. a few lads like that though, isn't there? That's the thing. That's what I was talking about. This is the conundrum we're faced with now of like, I mean, it's only, it was only two weeks without a game. But you then you've just you know the, the plates are all spinning you know to, to use the old analogy but the starting to there's a few probably starting to wobble and it's how do you, you know like Shakiri we don't know where no idea what's going on with yeah. Shakiri to be honest but like he's a, he's an example Adam Alana James Milner like James Milner has dropped into that you know to that game in the place of Jordan Henderson we've needed we've used him in so many big games we'll need to get some games for him you know we've not we've not even mentioned him there's been no we've not really talked about Lalana. he might actually fancy one of the two of them he might he might well fancy like a genie a genie milner cater or a genie milner ox as a, mid, as a midfield what, yeah what? you can probably put curtis jones in the conversation to to play some role in this game unfortunately as well. yeah I, unfortunately no, yeah, no, I don't think but, you, know, you know what I mean. Like, because just because, yeah, that's, that's the, the, the there's just too many lads who need too many in the pecking order of things who need footy at the moment. Yeah, um, 
<laughs> it's, a, it's a nice problem to have, isn't oh, yeah, it? Like, yeah, I'd, be, yeah. I'd be happy with, with any combination at the minute. I think, again, some people's heads fell off with, with Gene's performance against Athletic. I mean, we can, you know, we were saying before about you know, not being able to see people can improve or, or get better or can just have an off game. I think he's one of them, but I don't think you necessarily need to. He needs to play this game, as we mentioned before. Minamino is the one for me, but I also don't. I think we're still unsure where he actually plays, and I feel really sorry for him because most of the times he's played, he's played with kids or a mix of fringe and whatever. It'd be nice to see him in the setup, but also I want to get the Premier League just done and just win this game. I think you're right if you you know you, you find yourself in a position where you're two three goals up, get him some game time, get him to learn the system, get him you know used to it because yeah. you know we talk about having a winter break. You could come towards the back end of the season. And you could foreseeably have a, a, an injury to you know one of the front three or you know yeah. the midfield crisis of you know if we're in the FA Cup still we're still in the Champions League, he's going to be vital towards the back end oh, of the yeah, season. Sure. And you embed that now. Well, that's it. You know, we saw it. We saw it last season, didn't we? You know, you, you need to have as many of those lads ready to go. You know, we look at the let's compare 13-14 when we were forced to you know put Aspas into games. You know, right and hope and hope magically he was just good enough yeah. having not played football compared to you putting Divock Origi in. Against Barcelona, and he scored him two goals because he's we've 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 got him ready to ready to go for that. You know, it's interesting. Let let's know your thoughts in the comments below uh, or tweet us at the Redmen TV. And um, what you think in terms of the midfield three? Is it as obvious as going Fabinho, Keita, Ox, or do you do you mix do you mix it up? Do you go to get do you need to get James Milner in that team just to get make sure because Henderson's fitness could play a part in that. If Henderson's going to be out for a couple of weeks. Then you probably want your vice captain on the pitch a little bit more than maybe we consider. But uh, your clock, what do you do? I think the thing for Genie as well, and this, this shouldn't really matter, is that the fact that he's played midweek. I don't know if we just had a winter break, but it'd be good for him if, if the others do play for him to rest this. And then we're playing Watford afterwards. They're like a very physical side. He does where I think play Gini, a lot of football. Yeah. Gini. But that comes into his element. I think Genie, you know, you know, he's fucking strong, isn't he? Just knocking yeah, people off the ball with his arse. I think you know he can have one eye on Watford, maybe. Yeah, it's an in- definitely an interesting problem to have. Those new thoughts. Um, score prediction then, Ross. What do you think? Three nil. I'm gonna go four nil. I'll take a four nil. I'm not bang yeah. for a four. We scored a lot of we had a, we put a lot of fours past West Ham in recent years, mm. so I'll, I'll take another one of them certainly. Uh, yes, we. The only other note of interest in the fixtures is that Man City have the chance to close the gap to 19 points um, if they were to go if they go away to Leicester at half five on Saturday and win. Wow. <laughs> 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 oh my god! I hope that doesn't come back to me. But um, no, it's mad. I, I, I've, I've switched off to all of the. Footing, but yeah. they've they've got a tough run of fixtures as well, Man City, haven't they? You know, the, the Real Madrid games. Yeah, as well. I, I think they got United in a couple of weeks as well, and Leicester and stuff. It's, it's tough. Chelsea Spurs half twelve kickoffs an interesting one as well, but yeah. not to us. Yeah. I mean, if it's worth noting, I, I think Man City will probably turn Leicester over again. Yeah. Maybe a three 0 something like that. Uh, that's but, yeah. That's a, I mean, it's a mad game, that isn't it? Like, <clears throat> if Leicester do anything there, I mean, Man City are. I mean, they're already pretty. They're already there, aren't they? But they are left with no choice but to one hundred percent focus on a competition that, that they're currently banned from. <laughs> Which, when you consider, I thought I always saw that the wonderful irony of this because I had a, I was on. Um, Radio 5 in the summer just ahead of the, the Charity Shield with a Man City fan who, who was adamant that like Champions League was nowhere near as difficult to win or as important as the Premier League and they've been going on about it for ages and, and yet you know Pep Guardiola loves the Champions League so when I, when I was at the Managers Awards thing as well in the end he referred to it as his trophy like honestly it's, you know what I mean it's fucking it's, yeah I, I, I love it I, like, I really like that notion really like it so Leicester Brendan so do it for the laugh. They're banned from one competition and they're out of the running for the other one. 
what they, yeah. And they've cheated to get to this position yeah. as well. Yeah. And they can't sell tickets for the Carabao Cup final either. <laughs> oh my God, have you seen that? If you haven't seen this, go and check out the Man City tweet that says what the eligibility criteria are to get a Carabao Cup final ticket. Effectively. Buy a tin of Carabao. Effectively, if you're an Oasis fan. Uh, yeah. if, you, if you once bought, or if you listen to a song off, definitely, maybe. Um, you qualify. You qualify for a, for a final ticket, which is brilliant. Um, <laughs> Cracking, go and check it out, definitely. Anyway, listen, lads, that's been, a, been an absolute pleasure. Lesson of thoughts on anything we've discussed in the comments, I'd say, tweet in at the Red Men TV as well. And that will be back um, post match on Monday night outside Anfield with the usual raft of content. And we'll see you there. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.